Welcome to Alpha, the city of a thousand planets. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Underrated Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss the films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or ones that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. Um, I am Derek McDuff, and with me today is Alan Torres. Hey, what's up, guys? And Ariel Ortiz. Hello. And together we are the Undercast Company. Uh, this is going to be the first episode of a kind of mini-series that we're doing called Big Swing. Um, and each week this month we are going to be talking about a very specific kind of underrated movie. The movies that I have kind of dubbed as these Big Swing movies. These are the kind of over-the-top, over massively ambitious movies that more often than not fail at the box office and tend to be pretty mixed with critics. Um, to kind of specify these movies, I've picked out five criteria that they kind of always fulfill. So these are films that are hugely imaginative. We have just huge special effects budgets. So we're talking, you know, hundreds, uh, got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, very impressive world building. Kind of bonkers. They're just weird ass films. Wait, did, wait, did you just say? Did you say a hundred and hundred thousands of dollars? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> correcting yeah, me there. Yeah. I was hundreds like, of well, millions of dollars. What we're going to be talking to? Wasn't it like a couple million? Yeah. No. Got to be. Got to be in the. Got to be nine digits. Nine digits. Um. So over a hundred million uh dollar budget films. Um, and then they also can't be part of a pre-existing franchise because those films, unlike a lot of the films that we're going to be talking about, um, tend to succeed. So something I would say like Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3 um, were, like, were like these weird, big, bonkers movies with a lot of world building. But they um, ha built on the success of another um, film that came out. Um, so you know they don't really qualify at, in this, I would say. Um, whereas opposed to these films, they might be based on like a YA novel or like a manga or something, or in this case, a French graphic novel. Um, and though they don't really have the baked in fan base that, you know, something like a multi-million dollar film franchise would have. Um, the big swing we're going to be talking about today is the one that I feel does these things the best. Um, and that is a film called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets which is a 2017 film directed by Luc Besson, um, starring Dean DeHaan and Cara Delevingne. And I, I think that this, the reason I chose this film is because, like I said, it does all of these things better than probably any other big swing movie. Like, it's the most big swing of the big swing movies. It's not the best. The best is, I think, one we've already talked about on this podcast called Speed Racer. Um, but it, it really is just like all these, there's like all this world building that like doesn't really need to be there, but it's there. They'll just like stop the movie for a minute to be like, and here's how the city works. It's kind of bonkers. There's all these plots that never go anywhere. These movies, big swings, they do tend to have kind of problems. But I think these kind of movies, it's almost impossible to just compare them to just like your average film because they're so weird and over the top and mm -hmm. just imaginative and unique, just like. Nothing is like them. And that's what I love about them is just how unique they feel. They almost feel like anime. Like the only thing close to them is animation. Like nothing else really looks like them because and these films could not even exist maybe like 15 or more years ago because just the technology wasn't there. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, this was my pick. I'll go into more into it. I just kind of wanted to give everybody an intro into the big swing premise in general. Um, what about you guys? Had you guys seen this movie before? I purposely didn't see this movie <laughs> <laughs> before. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Alan? Uh, <clears throat> I hadn't seen it. I wanted to go see it because it looked really bonkers and you know what i'd be down for it but i just at the time i was like there was other big blockbusters coming out so i think i put that on the back burner and i was like oh I'll yeah get I really, yeah i really feel like this movie if i remember correctly came out like pretty much like in a time where a lot of other like more appeal more appealing and more like i don't want to say like uh um well yeah, better movies <laughs> came out. You know, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I have a feeling. Yeah, like I, 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 I it's vague, but just like that kind of feeling of that, it was like, yeah, like yeah. already had a lot against it. Well, yeah, it came out like I'm looking at right now at some of the movies that it was going up against, mm-hmm. and it went up against Dunkirk, which is like clearly a better film. But it's it's hard mm-hmm. to compare. How do you compare a movie like this to Dunkirk? You know, like that's. And, you know, and then also apparently Despicably 3 was out at the same time and oh, Girls yeah. Trip. So, like, a lot of movies that made a lot of money came out. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing about these kind of movies. And we'll probably get into it more with some of the other big swings. Um, probably the, the next one we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to talk about a little more. But these movies have to make a lot of money to even break even. Uh, mm-hmm. This was actually the most expensive independent film yeah. ever made. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the thing about these movies is you can always see every dollar is on the screen. Like they look incredible, no matter what. And it's it's they just it's just great to see this weirdness realized, even if it's like not necessarily a cup of tea. You're just like it's a feast for the eyes. But yeah, why don't you guys talk about um, your your impressions of the film? I'd love to hear them. Oh, well, first up, r- real quick, what's the just for the listeners, what's like the basic plot for Valerian? I mean, I know it's been out, but for a little while, but it it is kind of like a kind of just jumps into it. To be yeah. honest, yeah, it's, it's yeah. The best that I could I could say and put the premise would be that it's kind of like um, not swashbuckling, but um, kind of like this. Um, Kind of, what's, I'm not, I can't think of the word, like not renegade, but kind, kind, of like, kind of fifth element, but more, of, I'm talking about like Valerian himself of, of being kind of like this um, laid back kind of a cop, you know, it's kind of because, like, it, yeah. it's kind of like a, essentially like a cop stumbles onto a bigger government conspiracy and it kind of like goes through this world and that's but that core is that kind of like cop and his his you know like tough um knuckled partner um yeah well it, on, yeah it's one of these movies where almost the 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 plot doesn't matter as much as just like the setting and the aesthetic and it's interesting you you know did you you know ariel that is actually the same director who did the fifth element so that's why it kind of is very reminiscent of Luke Besson, who, by the way, is a big fucking creep. Um, I just wanted to put that out there. That guy sucks. Um, <laughs> okay. Didn't want to get through the podcast without saying that he's a big old creeper. Um, but, uh, Fifth yeah. Element is a really good movie, though. <laughs> Fifth Element is great. Like, um, and, you know, it, it's because it's kind of like the a really interesting 
premise for like a, a place because this is like it's this city that got built up it started as like a space station and then other mm-hmm. like the u.s space station and then like other like you know countries started coming and then we had first contact with aliens and other aliens came and then it got too big uh-huh. to become with earth and there's all this like extended prologue where mm-hmm. you see the city kind of get built and they get pushed off into space and now it's just like this kind of amalgamation of like all these thousands of different species all living on this kind of just massive space station. That's why it's called the city of a thousand planets. And it's kind of about the space cop and getting to the bottom of this conspiracy about this planet that was destroyed during this war with and Clive Owen is an asshole. And it's just kind of like, and it just goes on off all these weird tangents. Like Rihanna just becomes a main character for about 20 minutes. Yeah. And then disappears and just disappears from the movie. It's it's okay. like bizarre, but I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so um I think I should I should start going off of that. Mm-hmm. I like the aesthetics of the movie. I did I mean I definitely you cannot like dismiss the you know the the sheer like they they pulled it off. Like they pulled off like this incredible visual um picture and and like setting um and it, you know you definitely like are Im- immersed in that world um my biggest thing though on this is kind of like story wise was it was um i felt like like there was a lot like going off of that there was a lot of too many tangents and there was a lot of tangents that definitely weren't necessary i think like the whole point point where from the point where they kind of get separated to the kind the, to the time when they get reunited, that all could have been cut out. And I'm sure that that was in the graphic novel. And I feel like that was very much like a graphic novel kind of like subplot that, that usually graphic novels have, especially like um, international graphic novels. They kind of have that, that like kind of like sub um, plot that kind of like well, inter- it's, okay it's intermission. a long running series it's it's kind of like one of those long running series so they probably just pull mm-hmm. from different plot lines i think yeah 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 but i mean even if it, i'm like going off a of manga like you know like you have like a, oh they have a beach day you know in the middle of, huh. of them going to to you know to fight evil evil things and stuff like that um, so it's a common theme for that. And I felt like it, it doesn't really play for a movie like this. I did actually enjoy the over the story of um, the aliens that that's planet got destroyed. I felt like that was that was very interesting plot and like a really good twist on like we said, like a conspiracy government conspiracy and cover up. Um. The one thing that I didn't like, and that's probably a big um, no for for this movie, is um, the main character of Valerian. Um, he was very much incredibly a groomer of um, his partner, and essentially <laughs> kind of like grooming her to like fall in love with him. Um, and I felt like, yeah, like I now looking back, I feel like the movie probably bit would have been a lot better if it was just her. Like in her character, she is a more uh, interesting character. She is a more interesting character, and then they like kind of dumb her down in midway. Like you know, like all suddenly, like oh, she needs Valerian's help for everything. While she like at the beginning was so much of a capable um, character. So so yeah, so like she kind of like 
randomly becomes a damsel in distress midway through. Um, and I didn't really appreciate that. And especially like, you know, they kind of like created this really good character with her. Um, and I'm sure like the source material like could have like the Valerian in that might have been a lot better. And they tried to probably just like in an attempt to Americanize it a bit, um, kind of like changed it a bit in, in the wrong way. Um, but yeah, that's my overall, like it was an okay movie. Um, I felt like it could have been cut down a lot and it was kind of on the longer side, especially if they cut out, like, I think that was like 20, was it 20 minutes? I think it was like about half an 20, hour. 30 minutes. That. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah. Oh, here's, here's Rihanna and Ethan Hawke and like, yeah, the king. yeah. And it doesn't and add then, anything yeah, to the like, movie, I mean, but it, I kind of love it. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is that that with killing off Rihanna's character, who ended up being, like, an okay character, mm -hmm. um, by killing her off, there was no reason for that middle section. Like, if she had carried on with them in their travels, then that might have been made the middle section, like, a bit more, um, a bit more, you know, like, like, um, useful you know um but by killing her off like pretty much like oh like it's kind of like in a video game like you oh you like um beat this level or beat this world oh you're the person that was your guide through this world died kind of thing and kind of like okay we're gonna be going on then i guess um so yeah so that that's that's my take on this um definitely very vis visually beautiful i did like the, the i think the most impressive um part of the movie was when when valerian you know was basically going through all these cities chasing after the the um aliens and stuff like just crashing through all these walls and then each wall goes into another world i've i've i really very much enjoyed that sequence yeah world building insane in this movie oh yeah insane mm -hmm. i i love the 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 lore of this movie i love the lore of the of the the alpha like that was mm -hmm. incredible lore and they did it so precise and so like it wasn't like it didn't take up too much time you know it was um i really in actually enjoyed that it was like essentially no dialogue to it it was and then with the simpleness of of like of the acceptance of like just shaking hands of that's like okay now we have another um oh you know, yeah with the bowie we have another yeah or that. like yeah no just yeah exactly and like just like the shaking of hands like uh, oh yeah now we have another and another and another and it's but the consistently of hit consistency of them shaking hands it was yeah, it was inc that was like a really good start to a movie in like world building of this like you know city um, planet of a thousand uh, city of a thousand planets you know mm. yeah. Well, uh, to kind of jump off, I I do agree. I loved. I'll say this: I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Thought it came out twenty years too late. Uh, it definitely felt like it would have fit perfectly in the nineties. Like oh, okay. <laughs> felt more like in the nineties, like that Fifth Element, Demoli mm -hmm. Demolition Man, kind of mm -hmm. like type of film, and I, I really enjoyed that part. The the see the you like you said, Derek, that you can see the money plastered all over this film. 
the only thing that kind of bothered me was it was the scene where they were um, like at that massive, massive like uh, marketplace where they had to wear like the the goggles or oh, whatever, and then yeah. they could see. Oh my gosh! I the totally that. The lighting, the lighting was really bad because it looked like they were supposed to be in like a desert, like a bazaar. And you can tell that, like, the actors, like, whatever was CG, like a CG character, perfectly in that spot. Lighting was good for them. But it totally looked like they were kind of like this. Like, whenever it was a real actor, you can tell, like, the studio lighting was like this. And it just looked so awkward. And I just couldn't stop focusing on that. But other than that, that was my only gripe for, like, the CGI and stuff. But the City of a Thousand Planets was gorgeous. I loved all the different like like you said when he's going through the the like the little biomes or whatever and he's crashing through them, that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun um i didn't feel that valerian was a groomer i felt that valerian and and uh cara delavine's character loreline just loreline were just obnoxiously horny for each other <laughs> like i was just like oh my god just well, already. like they start like, off with like them basically like suggestively wrestling, overly you know? suggesting. I was yeah. like, just put it in, dude. Like, <laughs> like it was just so like like the whole time, every interaction between them was just like I'm angrily horny at you. Like that's how I felt all the time around them. Where I was like, geez, like if they don't get together, that would be the biggest twist of the film. But obviously they do, and they're like, oh, my God. Like, Valerian was just a fucking cheese ball. Like, like I felt like he was trying to be, like, just some big action star from the 90s. Mm. But he's kind of like this scrawny little nerdy guy. <laughs> and, like... I have some thoughts about somehow, that. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, like, uh, Loreline is like, oh, my God, I need to fuck this little dude <laughs> so bad. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I will say, Loreline was my favorite character. She was a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, yeah, the damsel in distress thing kind of was there, but she did rescue him too. So I felt like, okay, there was a little like, hey, I saved you, you saved me, kind of thing. But yeah, it, it was I, just all like, yeah, all I could say they were just obnoxiously horny for each other. <laughs> that was their care. That's the chemistry. I'm not like, there's like, you know, you watch like a, a romantic film or whatever and and there's a chemistry there you know whatever in the notebook or whatever you know and you feel it there you're like oh that's romantic these guys were just like like they were just soaking in their pants of like i just need to bang you right now (laughs) like i'm sorry but like i couldn't stop laughing at that like that was like (laughs) pure comedy and then one of my absolute favorite moments that made me go all right i like this movie for all the bad reasons is I think it's like again the bizarre scene with like the marketplace, and then he has like Valerian has a gun up to some dude's head, and then he's just like, I can't let you do that. And the guy's like, Why or something? And he's like, Because it's the law. And I'm like, What <laughs> the fuck was that? Like, you might as well have just said, Because it's good or for justice. Like, I was like, That was because, the hammiest delivery yeah. ever. It's like, wrong. it's. Mm. It's wrong. It's all like fucking yeah. and, and like Judge Dredd or some shit. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was like, this is so hammy. Like, I'm like, all right. Like that. That's one of those. That was the moment where I was like, I'm leaving my brain at the door. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah. I brought it. I'm just. I threw it across the room and I was like, 
I'm in it. I'm in this for, for, for all the wrong reasons. And it was a lot of fun. And yeah, like I'd recommend it. It's just a fun movie. Like it's a beautiful movie to look at horny chemistry, great action sequences. Like it was fun, man. I had a great time with it. Awesome. I'm glad to hear Cause yeah, that's, that's kind of the whole like thing about the big swing movies for me is like, they are movies where it's just like, like kind of a lot of times you just like, this is a, it's a different kind of movie experience. You know, it's, it's like it, the best way I can put it is like, they're movies that are like a combination of Moulin Rouge and Avatar where they're just like big, like emotional, like movies with all these crazy effects and like the plots are like never like i i obviously love a movie with a good plot don't get me wrong but like the plots are not necessarily important here it's all about just kind of like these interesting worlds and dynamics and stuff that they're building and like comparing them to like comparing this movie to a movie like dunkirk like how do you even like i said how do you do that like they're just like these big they're always like these passion projects a lot of times directors get them after they've like you know made some like really big success you know we'll talk about that more with tomorrowland you know when we cover that movie but yeah they they do like the the plot of this movie is so interesting because it's not only is it kind of like weird of a plot but like the structure of the film is just insane it's just it doesn't make any sense and it's almost refreshing because you're like like, okay, you know when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, see, he said this, so that means this guy's going to come back later. You know, like, this happened, so this guy's going to be... And, like, none of that, that, none of that's there. Like, John Goodman shows up at the beginning of this movie and is like, I'll get you, Valerian. Right. I knew it was him. I fucking yeah. knew it was him. I yeah, knew it. John Goodman. <laughs> so, and then you're like, oh, so, okay, so he's, like, he's like threatening him. He's going to show up at the end of the at movie. That part, at that part, me and, my, me and the bro who, who, you know, wasn't able to make it to the recording today, but... We were like, we turned to each other like, is that John Goodman? Because it sounded like at one point it he sounds like Sully. And like, so that was the trigger what like got but, caused us to like recognize his voice. But yeah. But yeah. So like he says, you know, I'll get you Valerian if it's the one last thing. And you're like, okay, so he's going to come back in the movie because he's like this big actor. <laughs> he's threatening to come get him. And then he, that's it. He just never shows up in the movie. That plot is just done and never addressed again. I, I so I think this this they were hoping for a franchise with this, and then yeah, I it's another one that we're we're discussing also of the big swings of of uh, Alito Battle Angel, where where there's there's open ends to these movies. Well, Alito, um, there's but, definitely oh, yeah. stuff in Alito that is like feels like this is definitely set up for a sequel. It felt like this was just that was the end of that plot line, and they like just. That was it, because there's other stuff in this movie that's so structurally weird, like the whole Rihanna thing. It's just like, she shows up, becomes a main character oh in 20 God. minutes, disappears, dies, has this emotional mm-hmm. moment, and then nobody ever mentions her again. Or like, mm-hmm. like when they first get to the city, they just stop the plot to like explain a bunch of world building mm-hmm. that has no mm-hmm. relevance. Like, none mm-hmm. of that makes a difference. It's just cool shit mm-hmm. that they want you to know about this invented world. And you're like, and these, yeah. this, there's this many cities, and there's these yeah, people that like do like, this. And you're like, it, they're like, these guys like live underwater and these guys like are the, the tech. And like, you see that kind of in the background, but it has no relevance on the plot. But they literally stop the movie for like a minute. Yeah. And you're like, there's no way Valerian doesn't know all this. Why well, it got, this? Yeah, it got me confused because we were, um, I was like, wait, don't, don't, don't they live here? Don't, isn't this their base? Like, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then, when they say that, and then at the, the end, they're like, we're home. 
and you're like okay, yeah. okay so yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So that's what i'm saying like it's so structurally like weird and i actually like kind of find that refreshing because you know it's and it's not necessarily like like this is great cinema that needs to be replicated but it's something interesting to see that's different that i like to see different cinema and that's you know the big conceit of these big swings is there's not stuff like this you don't get these kind of movies very often one will come around every you know year or two and i just love to see just like it's it's all there it's like they're just going for it they're just you can tell that he really wanted to like tell this weird interesting story and like make sure that you knew how the city worked and how everything when it went and like have a shapeshifter character who was gonna go in this like weird hall none of that matters but it was all there and i'm i'm glad i got to see it because it was so fucking weird and interesting and i will i will always love movies that take big chances like this that's where the big swing comes from because it is like a big swing and it's a big chance and more often than not these movies are misses um but yeah it's these movies always will have a special place in my heart which is why i wanted to do this miniseries in general and i think this particular film is the best example of that i also think this is a good example of how these movies are often kind of flawed like those structural things they're kind of flaws in the film the biggest gripe i have with this movie um is i think that you guys kind of touched on it um with valerian i think dean dehan which i he, i think he's a pretty solid actor in the right role he is hilariously miscast in this mm-hmm. he's supposed oh, to be yeah. this like like Han Solo, kind yeah, of like Han Solo kind of guy, and he's this mm-hmm. little like squirrely dude who's just like, "Hey, what's up, Laureline? I'm like five foot eight, and like I'm a charming dude." And he's just he's good when he's like like the Green Goblin or some shit, and he's like or like he's like in like you know um, um Chronicle, Chronicle, yeah, he, where he's like a Chronicle creepy like... loser, like he's a fucking creepy incel who gets superpowers and is evil. Like that's the Dean DeHaan that I want to see, not as a which you, you have to feel bad for him because he he you know you feel like he should be typecasted in those kind of roles but then it's like but yeah like you it just it just doesn't work you know yeah but he's great he's great in those those roles you know yeah like, i know hey. <laughs> yeah but yeah he this in this movie he's he is not good <laughs> like yeah. and it's just yeah, he's not you know, he's not too great yeah it, and it's just, yeah, you know, even in it's... that, even in that, um, in that Quibi R.I.P. Um, uh, <laughs> series, like he, yeah, he plays like a creeper, like a murderer, essentially, like you know, serial yeah, killer. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and that's another thing about these movies, except for probably Speed Racer. I think they a lot of these movies have just like a really, really like kind of not, maybe glare, not glaring, but like a big flaw in them that you can kind of point to and be like. Yeah, why is why is this here? Like, what is going on with this? Um, so that's why I think this movie is the perfect encapsulation of if you want to like watch a movie that is just if you're only gonna watch one big swing, you're gonna only watch one of these kind of movies. Um, I would say either Speed Racer if you want to watch the best one, but if you want to watch the most one, it's this one. You can see that, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely agree with Speed Racer, but um. One thing I really, really liked that that really had to be like a social commentary is when they're explaining the different, like the three big major species of the the city where there's like the ones that are like water. They're like, oh, they maintain like the water functioning and all that stuff. And the 
I think like they all have like really good jobs that take care of and then there's another race that are like oh these guys take care of the technology and like they they're they're the banking and the financial guys what I absolutely love is right after they say that they go the humans their economy is in fucking destruction it's in turmoil <laughs> their streets are disgusting there's garbage everywhere crime is rampant and I'm like of course it would be the humans that had me fucking like I was cracking up and I was like, I still appreciate that they could at least throw in a little social commentary in there for a quick minute. Yeah. Just yeah. to be like, hey, you know, we, we need to, we have so much going on. Let's just add this really fast. Mm. Show that to the government. <laughs> see, like, this is why we need a, l- a large stimulus check. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $600. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. It, it, it's it's definitely a fun one. I definitely like you said the, the these big swing ones are going to be a lot of fun to do, and and I hope everybody else is looking forward to them because th- th- they're fun, man. Like these, it, it's kind of nice, and I, I know what you mean about being refreshing because you're like, you know, you kind of get used to the same thing after a while. You're like, oh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and and with that, just like for the law, you're like, oh yes, I'm in this <laughs> thing, but yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts on uh, well I now I know you said you'd recommend it um I would definitely recommend it uh, Ariel how about you I would recommend it um you know like for the things that you you said if you just want to like just the all ham you know no holds bar fun fest then definitely check it out um but yeah like just don't go into it expecting like a you know like a, a plot that that doesn't diverge and and things that don't make sense but you just have to shrug like oh okay kind of thing um you know it's very much like a, a within those instances like a hist like a a history lesson and like a, a teacher like says something very random like oh yeah did you know that that you know like uh uh insects or this 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 uh, insect or or this uh, this king had nine t- nine toes on one yeah. foot or something like that you know like you're like cool like <laughs> but move on yeah. you know fun fact it's yeah. very much like a, a, that yeah. kind of like interrupting fun fact kind of thing but yeah. overall yeah like i mean just for the the visuals it's it is very incredible um really good like um backstory and i feel like like it, it invokes like oh i want to know more about that but you know it, it is a really good lore to to the movie yeah and i'm always a sucker for like lore and world building and stuff so mm-hmm. you know yeah, these, this movie this movie and these movies in general kind of right you know what this would, it would work very much very like it would work really well as a as a series um, um, even in a mini series, like just because you want to live more and explore more of this world, you know. Uh, although I don't know if like you would be able to do it with the budget and like how you said, mm-hmm. I think that that Alan, you said this would be good in the '90s. I think, like I know what you're saying, but like there's no way the technology would have been able to make it like it. Like mm-hmm. all the stuff they have, where it just looks so like immense and like. You know, there's stuff where they're like in two different dimensions at the same time, and 
the, all the unique things that they were able to do with the technology that you just couldn't have done in, you know, like 1997 or whatever. Um, and the same thing I think with a TV show. There is a lot, and it would be really cool to see the world building over that, but and you, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that that about does it. Um, thank you guys for talking about this weird ass movie with me. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of going over the other big swings and doing the whole month of this. And, you know, uh, for anybody who isn't aware, uh, we're going to be, you know, doubling our episodes for j- this January for here for the new year. So every week, um, every Monday, as opposed to every other Monday, we're going to be having a new episode for you here on Underrated, talking about these other big swing movies. And um, I actually wrote a post on Medium. So if you guys, you know, like want to get kind of a you know, some more in-depth thoughts about um, these big swing movies, just go ahead and check me out on Medium, um, Derek McDuff. I've got that uh, story up um, just on big swings. Um, uh, and if you guys like this, we do a couple other podcasts as well. Um, Ariel does one called You've Never Seen. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a little bit, Ariel. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that essentially introduced somebody to um, a movie that's considered a staple of pop culture or cinematic uni- uh, cinematic history, or just one that I I might throw in once in a while. One that I cannot believe personally that they've never seen. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's mine. Um, yep. Look for the green screaming woman um, when you when you search for it. And then uh, I've also got another podcast that I do called Gateway Episodes, where I introduce people to TV shows or people introduce them to me via a Gateway episode. So kind of an iconic or interesting episode of the show. You know, I've had Alan and Ariel um, on there a bunch of times and, you know, they've introduced me to shows and vice versa. And I'm almost done, by the way, uh, uh, going through Hannibal, Alan. And holy shit, that show is fucking great. Uh, So telling you guys. So yeah, if you guys want to hear some more of the three of us talk, uh, check out that those shows, um, you know, or listen to more some more of this because we've got a good pack catalog. Um, but yeah, that please is that do. If you got it. nothing else to do, if you got nothing yeah. else to do, I know a lot of people are at home right now. I was at yeah. home for a long time too. Let's go back and listen to it, man. If you yeah, got nothing yeah. else to do, do it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. We I mean we have a lot of fun doing them, so we hope you guys have as much fun listening to them. Um, but uh, that about wraps it up uh, so I'll see you guys in another life bye thanks for being amazing take it easy everybody